Welcome to Liberty Tech on Tap, where we talk and you tap in. If you're at a place where you can kick back and relax, pause this, grab a cold one. We promise we'll be here right when you get back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Liberty Tech on Tap. This is Joe. We're focusing on episode two of our three-part mini-series on Cisco WebEx collaboration. But this one, we're going to be talking a lot about the features we love, some of the comparisons we see with some of the other platforms like Zoom and Teams, and then also Liberty Technologies um, experience with Cisco WebEx. So we're bringing back the two people you just heard recently. Hi, Caitlin here. Hey, Charles. So where do we guys, where do we want to start when it comes to Cisco WebEx and some of the features that we love about it? Well, one of the things that I guess probably, at least for Liberty, the newest feature we're probably using is the calling. So that might be a great a great spot to start. All right, so let's talk about calling. What are some of the ways Cisco WebEx calling is different and more powerful than some of the other platforms that are out there? Well, I know for us what's been great, I mean, I know a lot of the cloud calling platforms do this, but just the ability to have that, the ability for your calling your phone to be anywhere. So as you're kind of doing the hybrid remote work, um, you don't have to worry about missing phone calls or I know at one point like forwarding your phone back and forth between devices. It's just really easy and seamless just to have that that following you everywhere. Yeah, I like the fact um, me being in marketing, sometimes I'm in different places in the office or even at home um, working from home. I like to be able to answer calls on my cell phone without having to give my cell phone number out. So I think that's been really great feature that I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's 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 a huge thing. I remember years ago um, as just an engineer doing on-call work and it'd be the weekend and us, you might be working with a user and you have to give out your cell phone number to have a call back. And um, yeah, once you did that, they never called the main line again. And they just <laughs> always wanted to call you direct and not a whole lot of fun some days. Um, one other really cool thing, I know you were talking about the cell phones that um, it's either already out or soon to be out is the eSIMs. So what this basically is, it'll, it's a, allows for WebEx to have a kind of a virtual SIM card in the phone so that all the calling, the data, the minutes, all that, aren't actually tied up by the, the cell phone itself. It's actually through another service. Um, so this is actually huge for folks that maybe have employees that are concerned about either data harvesting by installing a Web, WebEx on their personal device or worried about data or minutes. It'll actually all flow through a separate plan. Yeah, there was actually a, a private uh, company that did a research on the three platforms and WebEx by far was the lowest in personal data harvested. Um, you look at some of the other platforms, especially a free one like Zoom is actually one of the highest. So if you're talking about not only the security of your company, but the security of your individuals using it, it is the lowest when all the platforms combined. Yeah, well, I know one thing from, from reading about the history of Zoom, their big thing was to make things really easy for people to use, but they had to cut some corners around security, which has kind of allowed their app to open up or expose folks a lot more to what information the app can have access to. Um, and I'm not sure if they're selling the data, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're also then selling the data to kind of subsidize the fact that it's free. Yeah. Also, when we talk about things like free, you know, they're not telling you all the things they're gonna, they're gonna charge you extra for, like conference room licensing, conference minutes. I've even, even seen companies stop a meeting and then start a new one because they reached their limit. Um, PSTN connectivity, webinars and hybrid events, background noise removal is a big one. I mean, we, people working from home, 
the kids screaming in the background or the uh, dog the, barking. the dog barking <laughs> or someone mowing the lawn outside. It's fantastic being able to remove those types of things. Enhanced analytics and diagnostics and then assistant for meeting highlights and transcription, I think is a really cool feature. The PSTN functionality doesn't sound all that exciting because that's literally just the ability to like call into a meeting from a from just a landline. But I remember some of the early days trying to use Microsoft Teams um, just for, again, other organizations that would use them and get in, invites to those meetings. And that isn't something that Microsoft Teams does by default. And it is beyond frustrating when you're thinking, when you're used, used to or maybe even expecting the ability to just dial into a meeting and you're remote with just your cell phone. Now all of a sudden I have to install the Microsoft Teams app and give it permission to my microphone and jump through all these other hoops. And it, it's, a, it's a miserable experience not to have something as basic as just PSTN access. Um, and it's kind of crazy that some of these other platforms actually just charge for what seems like should be table stakes for a collaboration messaging meeting platform. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times we've had, um, whether it's been vendors or clients or just different people that we've invited to WebEx meetings that have said, oh, it's just so easy to hop on, you know, from whatever platform or device that they were using. Um, and for us on our end to have them have a good experience coming into our meeting sets a precedent for the entire meeting, um, which is huge. And then for us to know that like, yeah, and it was secure. It just kind of is our own little pat on the back. Yeah, we had um, a client who they had a board meeting here recently and one of the one of the members of the board had um, wasn't going to be able to make the meeting in person had 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 something going on um, in their personal life, but they needed to be at that meeting. And they were looking at different things. And they're like, "Well, can we just get a Zoom meeting going and put a laptop up close to a microphone?" And I'm like, "Oh my oh. gosh, this sounds miserable." So we we actually took some of our WebEx demo equipment out there and um, got them licensed up really quick um, so that they could join the meeting and it worked flawlessly. It was easy for them to join just from the link. We also had the backup plan where they were gonna be able to just dial in and they would have been able, to, they were able to contribute to the meeting pretty much like they were there, um, which was a great end user experience. We got a bunch of messages afterwards thanking us for getting things going on sh such short notice as well. I think we had less than 24 hours notice to get that wired up and ready to go and we were able to, to make good. And um, again, they had a great experience with it. Yeah, and when you're looking at you know, a platform as a business owner perspective. You got to look at a, a bunch of different things. And one of the things this assessment did was look at things like procurement and installation. What does the messaging look like? The scheduling and calendar integration, because everyone's using different calendars. You're using different time zones. People are working different days. So what does that look like? What does the calling and telephony meetings, recording and transcription look like? And I think that's where Cisco WebEx really nailed it. Um, and they even took it from, because people are going to have different experiences with Cisco WebEx. So they even took it from what's the experience like for someone like us, like an IT admin who needs to look at how things are operating and working, or maybe someone who's a frontline worker who's in the field and, and just has to be able to do what he needs to do then, or educators and their constituents. So it is all these different ways they looked at how Cisco WebEx can help power those types of um, those type of uh, workers. Yeah, as, as an admin, I, I will say the admin portal, the Cisco Control Hub is amazing. Um, it's been great for pulling analytics because um, like in our in our regular weekly meetings, we track how many phone calls we have, um, a few other things like meeting minutes and whatnot, just to see how, how we're using it. And it's super easy to pull that data, but also for troubleshooting. Uh, one really cool thing that they've got is even for meetings that are in, in flight, in, in action, you can actually go in and see if there are any problematic devices and troubleshoot to see 
hey, is this actually a problem with the device? Is this a problem with their internet connection? Is this a problem with WebEx? Like we've had, we had one client that was having issues for a while. And when we went in and looked, we found out that the person that was complaining, they were an important person. So it wasn't making WebEx look that great. But then we noticed, well, no one else is having a problem. And every time that they actually connect to the meeting, their CPU usage goes through the roof. Yeah. And we found out basically it was because of all the video stuff that was going on. They actually had kind of a, they'd gotten a laptop that was very portable, um, great for um, just on the go stuff, but didn't really have that great of a processor or a dedicated GPU. So uh, web, the CPU was doing overtime trying to, trying to do the video. And that's why they were having a miserable experience. So we were able to actually say, let's let them try with a better laptop. And once they tried a better laptop, everything was great. It wasn't actually an issue with the platform. It was just a, a bad device. Yeah, and looking at it from the IT admin side, you know, you have the the one interface where you can manage calls, meeting spaces, and a contact center. So thinking of it like I don't have to sign into all these different things. I get real-time audio and video troubleshooting and problem resolution. So exactly, we can see exactly what's going on. All of your telephone and video device firmware receive automatic updates as well if they're registered in Control Hub, which is a really cool feature. But from an admin worker, I think they they really are better when it come, when it comes to either Zoom or Microsoft and being able to allow us to figure out what the problem is and get to it as quickly as possible so people can get back to their to their job. Yeah, one really neat thing that we kind of worked on wiring up is um, we have a WebEx space that for some of our clients, if they are having um, potentially a poor meeting experience, it will actually proactively fire off an alert and let us know, at least from the AI perspective, what it thinks the problem is. So like if, let's say latency becomes an issue, so your internet connection is starting to have a problem for a user, it'll actually say, hey, this user, their latency is all of a sudden 100 milliseconds. This is probably why they're having a problem if they if if they complain. Or hey, the internet just went out. Um, or high CPU uses, this person is probably having an issue because there's a problem with their device. So that makes it really easy for troubleshooting and we can actually proactively look so it's not waiting till the meeting's over to find out that someone had a terrible experience. We can often follow, try to follow up almost immediately to say, hey, we just noticed this alert. This is what we may need to do to fix it. Yeah, so some of the other things they highlighted was the contact center worker, your frontline workers, um, the business operations workers and where they, you know, so shared WebEx workspaces of workers to be able to keep up to date with content. So you have people using many different devices, many different teams. And I think with the, one of the great things about WebEx messaging is being able to communicate with people across different teams, different branches and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the messaging app a lot, or the WebEx app um, with, with all the messaging. I like it a lot. It's easy because you have all of your, like, you know, written, I say written, but digital <laughs> communications all in one spot. Oh, obviously, of course, except from your email. But to be able to message people directly and in spaces, um, it's just, it's so easy. Um, the spaces have a lot, and we mentioned in our last episode, space is just a fancy name for group message, basically. Um, you can have several different employees in a, in a space at once. Um, one cool thing about spaces is you can pin messages. That's a pretty common thing on social media right now, pinning posts, pinning photos um, to different um, social media platforms. You can do that in spaces. So you can pin a post to the top. So if there's some kind of important information or um, you know something that your employees need to access or see often, you can pin it to the top of that space. And another thing is you can pin links. So there is a space at the top of um, each space, haha, that you can actually pin different links. So for example, 
um, something that's pertinent to me because I'm in marketing. In our marketing space, we actually have pinned at the top a link to our swag store um, so that when employees are like, hey, I need to go order a new Nike golf shirt or hat, their link can be found in the marketing space at the very top. So um, just little things like that to make life easier and how we mentioned on our last episode about really incorporating different parts of your workflow and your, your business processes into your communication devices and platforms just makes it a very inclusive all-in-one type of experience so i like the messaging and then of course reactions and being able to do reply threads are awesome too i like to heart and celebrate and laugh at posts well you you can tell we live in different worlds because you're you're (laughs) excited about the the fun emojis and reactions and i was gonna say my one of my favorite things is the integrations because like one awesome thing that you can do like we've been comparing to microsoft teams a couple times but a lot of folks out there use office 365 and one of the cooler right. integrations um it takes a little bit to wire up is the ability to integrate office 365 into webex and then as you post documents or links to documents actually from within webex you can actually make you can collaboratively make changes to those documents without having to go find another platform you can literally just click on it and it opens it up so you can you just have to log in for the first time and then you can actually collaborate on those documents. Also, some of the integrations we talked about before, um, just having bots um, that you can do a lot with. Like uh, we've got a lunch channel that um, I was probably the most guilty party for getting to put my lunch order in when we have stuff. So we have a bot that literally will remind you at what, 10 o'clock every day that mm-hmm. we have lunch that uh, don't forget to put your lunch order in and here's a link to what's on the menu today. So um, that's been, that's fun, helpful um, and kind of helps helps with those workflows so that folks don't forget about what's going on and can work more efficiently. I think it's a perfect segue into the other part of this episode, which was going to be Liberty Technologies experience with WebEx and some of the things we love about it. And, you know, talking about the integrations, I'm a big, big Miro integration guy. So being able to have everything in one space, uh, WebEx has great integrations with other, with other platforms. So you can kind of bring all of those things centrally into one space, right? So not having to log into six or seven different platforms and having to get credentials to six or seven platforms, it's more of everything coming together in one spot. So you can just open that feature up. One of the other things I love too is whiteboarding, which Excitingly, we'll be doing a third episode where we'll actually be showing you video how it works and we'll show you what we call our fishbowl, which is our major meeting area. And you could do things like, you know, I've, I've had Charles before, we, we need to collaborate about something, we get in front of a board and we start drawing it out. And then it's we can just share that out to each other so we have it. Um, or even if you go down to like your, your, you know, the service operations center and you could see people drawing out, you know, the way a network is set up or the way a telephone system is set up. And it's really cool to be able to see that information hit a hit a piece of paper and then be able to be shared so quickly. It's almost like a it becomes like a training as well, collaboration and training. Oh, the the share the sharing is amazing. It's it's hard to imagine when that wasn't just the de facto. Um, because being able to just sit there and quickly whiteboard something and then easily share it to a space or to um, a person or group of people quickly and easily um, is huge. We had um, I think Ben one time was showing it off, like we had a meeting, we started whiteboarding. And then at the end of the meeting, the person went to take a picture of, he's like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Watch this and click, click. And just like that, um, they both had access to the whiteboard. You can then easily pull it up in the, in the future. Um, like it's been great for, for us on our leadership team. Um, we, whenever we're having like our all day planning sessions every once a quarter, we can just in future ones, we can just go back and open up our space and see all the whiteboards that we've had now for, 
years. Um, so we can go back to the last one to see like, well, what were we thinking? What were we whiteboarding? And not trying to remember, oh, where do we have that picture somewhere? Did someone remember to get, take a picture of it? It's just there. Um, particularly if, when you have to start working with multiple whiteboards, uh, when you're like, you don't have to like just tear the piece of paper off and yeah. hope, <laughs> hope that you remember it or which one was this on. You can just really easily see all the whiteboards you have. Um, now we have multiple colors and we can zoom in and zoom out. Like uh, we've been using WebEx for a long time back when it was, um, uh, what was uh, Project Square was the really old ones. Spark was the next name and then they finally rebranded it as part of the WebEx family. But we've been using all that for a while. You'll still hear me sometimes call the WebEx boards Spark boards because of mm -hmm. that. And speaking of sharing, um, we haven't even touched on the screen sharing aspect. I think one of the funny, yeah. um, one of the funny sayings now is, "Can you see my screen?" Whenever yeah. you're on a meeting, um, I've been I've seen a few memes make fun of that, and I love it. But one thing cool about WebEx is you don't have to join a meeting. Say one of our vendors or partners is joining one of our WebEx meetings. We don't have to assign them any kind of special role or privilege to be able to share their screen. Anybody in the meeting can quickly hit the share screen button, choose to obviously share their entire desktop or just one application. Um, super, super easy experience, um, as well as meeting recordings. Um, you can set them up, I think, within Control Hub, I think it is, that you would, from an organization standpoint, set it up to um, record all meetings or just in individual meetings if it's something that you want to record so that you can refer to later or it's a training that you want employees to be able to access at a later time you can hit record and you've got um, recording so all those are are not um, uncommon features but there's something that's made super easy and accessible in webex well the other thing talking about the sharing that's really cool and great and talking about other vendors we we've had some come in and trying to figure out like well how do i share to the screen and they're years they're used to just where, where's the hdmi cable or the vga or whatever and being able to if you've got the webex webex app um, through ultrasonic pairing or whatever the magical technology they use, it should just pop up and see that you're there and you can share. Actually, it's kind of, it's, it's now it's kind of funny, but early on it was kind of creepy when you'd walk into a room and the WebEx board would say, hello, Charles, or hello, whoever, because it knew you were in the room. Um, but also from a lot of them, you can actually, there's just a website you can go to and you punch in like a 612 or 16 digit code and just through your web browser, you can establish that share. So you don't have to worry Heck, you don't even have to have software installed. You can just make it work. Um, you don't have to worry about tracking down. Do you have the right dongle to connect to stuff? It just works and it works extremely well. We had some vendors actually, they would come to our office to do meetings and presentations because it was just so easy and they just loved the experience. Yeah, and that's a, that's a funny point thinking back in the day when I used to do presentations, you had to think, okay, well, what's on site? Do I, do I have a VGA cord, a DVI, an HDMI? Do I have every single dongle available to see what I'm working with? You know, I just got done, you know, going over to a client to do a, a short demo. And just like Charles said, I walked into their large conference room. It knew exactly what, who I was and offered me a connection to it. So it's just like, wow, this is uh, very seamless. You got to be able to connect when you want, where you want, and how you want. And it's, you know, no matter what device, it's a really cool feature. I also think the being able to say WebEx, make a note of that is super cool too. So let's say you're in a meeting uh, and it does record and transcribe, but you can also say, hey, WebEx, make a note of that. And it will actually, you know, make a bullet point for you. And also a space, uh, a space in that meeting to remind you. Uh, and there's a lot of cool features coming to that platform too, especially in the control hub. Um, and the control hub being able to seamlessly see, you know, from an MSP side, we get to see all of our clients, but being able to see your organization from top to bottom in one space is a really cool feature as well. And just um, users, if you have the WebEx app on your device, you can pull up personal insights. 
um, which gives you a lot of really cool metrics. So you can look at it. You can see time that you spent during meetings this week. Um, you can look at times that you spent outside of business hours. So it gives you a really cool picture of a work and life balance as well as focus time. So how much time are you spending, you know, answering messages and attending meetings outside of work hours? Um, do you have any focus time? What's your average available time for the week? What the, um, the ratio of meetings, how many meetings you're in. So I think all those are cool metrics to be able to see from a personal um, standpoint um, and looking at your everyday workflow. Yeah, and I think when you when you think about a collaboration suite and sharing things throughout WebEx, we talk a lot about security and we talk about, you know, are we leaving our important company and business documents on a platform? Where is that information living? Where is it going? What's the likelihood that something can happen to it? Uh, you know, Cisco is FedRAMP certified, which is, you know, federal government, one of the highest level of certifications you can get. And there's a lot of things like they have strong passwords by default, recording and transcriptions are also encrypted and are stored in-house. There's a lot of really cool features when it comes to the security side of Cisco WebEx. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of integrations and access to a lot of different information. Exactly. So it's cool to, to know that, that we're secure in those ways. Yeah, so I mean, I think we talked about the, the things we love about Cisco WebEx and how it's kind of transform, transformed us to be more professional in front of our clients, but also to be able to collaborate as a team quicker uh, and more conveniently and better. Uh, but the next episode, episode three, we're really going to show you a demo of how it can work for you. Because sometimes hearing about it's great. It's almost like a sales presentation in a really weird way. But then when you get it in front of you and you see how it actually can transform your organization and how it works, it can be a really eye-opening experience. So I hope you join us for that episode, which will be episode three. Hopefully we'll have that up soon. You'll have some video and we'll be able to stream it. So thanks guys for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks everybody.